like you know the pastor he's yeah. saying the words dearly departed or dearly beloved I don't remember his mom dying you it's been a lot that's the part about the departed oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, ties yeah. the title gotcha the he's like gotcha. it's just been a long time since I've seen it you need to revisit it how's your mother dying so are we all she's on her way out Oh, yeah. I, I love that stuff. So, uh... I was, the reason I asked is because I was going to say that eulogy for David Gilman. Gotcha. He's not dead. He's not dead. Yeah. But he said to me... No, I'm, I'm kidding. I just yeah. miss him he is very dead much. Is he? Nah, I don't give a shit. I know. Now we have a place, free place to stay in Chicago. It's nice. That's true. We do miss and, him. And I have a free bed in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> David Gilman, uh, get ready to cuddle. Well, no, when... When you're up there, he would sleep in the same room as Carrie. No, it would be me and David sharing a bed together. Jumping up there. Maybe. Maybe. Eh, Maybe. Probably. It seems likely. At least yeah, we're... It's more like me with, with Chance and Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, David's not a cuddler. I don't know if you guys noticed I've that. I've never he's, tried. He's not... He'll hug, but then he gets real awkward if you grab his movie. Well, yeah. I mean, I can see why. Yeah, yeah, no one likes to have their titty grabbed when they're asleep. No, not when they're asleep, even when he's awake. Still, unannounced booby groping is not appreciated. To David. No, not Uh, to David. Oh, yeah. You guys remember the show Bonsai? It was on the Fox Network. There was the Mr. Shake Hands man. Who would you shake somebody's hand and keep keep shaking as long as he could until it got awkward for them? I pulled that on one of my managers because he was shaking my hand a lot. I was like, oh, I'm going to keep going with this. Uh, Mr. Shake Hands, man. Huh. Yeah, speaking of which, you guys see uh, the Good Burger reunion? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. How amazing was that, guys? That was pretty awesome. Pretty good. It was pretty awesome. Uh, especially considering last I heard they hated each other. That's what I heard. So, I think... Good for them. I think since Hollywood is in the... It's in the mood for doing a lot of remakes right now. We should see a remake of the movie Life with Keenan oh, and Cole. That, that would be, be kind of awesome. That would be pretty fun. So you have Eddie Murphy and uh, Martin Lawrence? Yeah. Do I love it, that movie. Do it with Keenan and Cole and just see what happens. You want to eat your cold bread? <laughs> you want to drink that orange soda? <laughs> uh, I remember, uh, like, when I had to watch that uh, cl- uh, movie. I watched the cliff uh, with cornbread and... We all went to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> oh my god. All of us ordered uh, cornbread as our side so we could nice. see each other. Nice. Chance. You know, speaking of, speaking of, uh, of remakes with, uh, with Keenan and Kel, yeah. you know, I, of course he was Fat Albert. Yeah. And I'm thinking that they should reboot and go in a darker direction, you know, uh, kind of explain that his obesity stems from the fact that he was abused by Bill Well, It's a really whoa, dark, whoa, dark did you, place. Did you, you what, darkness. Did you hear what he uh, said about making the movie? About making Fat Albert? Yeah, no, no about idea. what Keenan Thompson said about making Fat Albert. No. He was like, during the making of it, they, and, well, I guess they were on like press tour for it, and Bill Cosby came up to him and he was like, you're going to get all the pussy now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Which, Fat Albert. I think Keenan Thompson was on, uh, I think it was when he when he was on uh, uh, Fallon when he was talking about it uh, where they had the sketch but uh, it was either him or uh, the guy after him uh, he was like yeah it made that entirely more awkward like right. now like that's in a whole new light for him now I just thought I was going to be a children's cartoon literally I know I was going to be getting pussy yeah right 
Well, at least Keenan Thompson would well, probably get it in a good way. Actually, not surprising because I, I read this crack article about uh, like, like uh, being a clown or like a shitty job and that. People like you know, hit on me. Yeah. Um, like uh, like if you, if you work at children's party now, you might get uh, competition because people hit you know, weird fetishes. Huh. Please suck my toes, clown. Dude, I would be that clown. <laughs> Please suck my toes, clown. All right. Have you guys seen Meet me behind the privacy fence at 2.30 once I'm done with my with my balloon animal show. Have you guys seen that uh, the trailer for uh, that movie? It's like a wear clown. It's a thing. He gets bitten by a clown and becomes a wear clown. I just saw a pretty shitty sci-fi movie recently that was on Netflix that had uh, Lucas Hans or Haas or whatever. He's the, guy, he's the guy in Strain who plays the the exterminator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He It was him, and he was up in Wolverine the woods. Wolverine Origins. No, no. <laughs> he was up in the woods, and there was he, this... Because he wasn't that. He was a blob. There was this monster from the woods that was attacking people in the small town because they were cutting up all the trees for logging. All right. And it was god-awful. That's all I have to say about it. I like that guy, so I watched the movie... But the monsters in that movie sucked. The I thought it was really was dry. It was bad. Oh wow! It was real bad. And what was the name of that? So they can watch it. Uh, something, something, darkness. Hold on. It was that bad. It was that bad. I can't even remember the name. All right. Uh, Louis Guzman's in a new show. Sorry, the Colts game's on in the background. What was the actor's name? Lucas Haas. Yeah. Or Hans. He was the Blob and Wolverine. Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman's in a new show, apparently. Did you know he attended Greendale Community? I did. I did know that. He's one of the notable alumni from Greendale. He's one of the few alumni from one Greendale. One of the few, few alumni with any notoriety. That's funny. Oh, man. This is, this is some dead air. Yeah, I'm not looking I know. Up. Still He's to looking find it up. Ending the flow of conversation. Well, you haven't caught up on the strain, so we can't say much about it. Yeah, it was the season finale, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. Season finale. Okay, well, I'm two episodes behind. I just feel like it slowed down a little bit. Um, I, don't know, I like this season as a whole, so so far I've liked it better. Yes, yes. I just feel like the pace of the show slowed down and the way they were unfolding the, the plot. Um... It just all seemed to be stuck around the the mom. Uh, what's that guy? F Ephraim yeah. or whatever. F. His you know his you know the, you know the kid on it has been on the podcast. His I kid, know yeah, him. Max Charles. He's been on our podcast. Is that the kid? Yeah. Oh. Well, his mom. Game interviewed him. The whole didn't season. Realize he was on the stream. The whole season has been about his mom trying to find him and bring him back to the master mm-hmm. and then at the end she does oh does she alright but, not but nothing spoiler, right? no, no, no but I mean she she like confronts him but you you don't know what happens after that okay she confronts him yeah and there's a cliffhanger with them in the subway alone gotcha and it was just kind of bad and honestly I've, I've grown to hate that character of F not really like he's a, not that like the acting is bad or anything like that but the way the characters turn, where he just turned to alcohol, oh, yeah. kind of ignores his kid. He's a bit of a bastard. Yeah, he just like gave he just gave up on everybody, and he's he was the one who was all about trying to find a cure to begin with, and now 
he's just like drinking all the time and not really doing anything but plotting to kill the the old guy. The old guy, yeah. Because uh, the last episode I watched was, I believe it was the, the episode, uh, the assassination, I think it was. Yes, where they tried to shoot. Uh, yeah, did, the they, old guy. did that end with them going to jail, or was because I watched the breakout too? I don't know. That's two separate. They episodes. went to they went to jail, and then F and uh, whoever was in the cell with him yeah, were attacked by the by the uh, infected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was that the same episode? I believe that happened at the end of the episode because F was like pinned by the yeah by the infected people in the jail cell. Yeah, but they didn't show how he got out. Okay, I couldn't remember because I, I was kind of binging. Yeah. I had them backed up on my DVR. I got like at one point I was like five episodes behind. Yeah, and then I got caught up to one episode, which was last week's, and then I haven't watched this week's yet. I, I don't know. I like the show enough that I'm gonna watch it again next season. Yeah, but. It's one that if they if the plot doesn't pick up and it just stays around like centered around the same things and just showing me well, different shots of them slicing off prosthetic tongues. Yeah, like that. I I hope next season they pick up a bit more on the the subplot that's going on with that character that's not part of the group. Angel de Plata yeah. and uh, Angel. Yeah, Angel's the old guy. Yeah. And what's what's the younger guy's name now? Why am I forgetting? I can't. I never. I, I'm like that guy. That yeah. guy. Her. I should know. I should know. Okay, guys. It's like, I'm like someone who watches Game of Thrones and doesn't know any of their names. Right. You know? Like my parents still call, like, Daenerys the dragon lady. Who's that dragon lady? With the boobies. Yeah. Uh, the guy who plays, uh, who's uh, on the screen in the blob is named uh, Kevin Durant. What? Kevin Durant is I thought name. it was Lucas something. Kevin Durant? Yeah. And what's the show? Darkness? Something out of the darkness. This is the guy, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one. Let me put it in your darkness. I think that's the name of the Dude, show. Who are you talking about? That's the guy I was talking about. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, miss, yeah. I got uh, a name Was wrong. it Dark Was the Night? Dark Was the Night. Okay, that's, that's the name. Was. Bad movie on Netflix. Well, that's all. That's it's all right. Netflix is always going to miss. So yeah. Uh, speaking of shows on Netflix, uh, The Flash went on Netflix this, this I week. I saw that. And, Supernatural went on Netflix. I think Arrow goes Arrow's on. Arrow's been on there for a little while. Uh, season weeks, three? No. I don't know. I, I think the new season just went up this week or last yeah, week. Yeah, I think it's this week. I started seeing it pop up in the new release. Yeah, I think it was this week. I thought it was today, actually. Uh, yeah. I'm sure iZombie's going to follow. Yeah. Uh, I think season uh, five of The Walking Dead's on there now, too. Might yeah, Walking Dead's updated as well. Uh, Do you know Alex Bonavent, one of our first interviews, he's yeah. been on pretty much every episode of I Saw. I know, we watch. Do you watch it? I'm not current at all. Uh, gotcha. I, not that I didn't like iZombie, it's just the fact that we were watching upwards of seven superhero shows a week, and it kind of wears on you, even though that's definitely not as formulaic as anything else. Yeah, uh, speaking of superhero shows, uh, we had a return of a show this year. Uh, Heroes, yeah, it's been which a I lot did of not fun. bother with. It's a I, lot. Of, why? I didn't watch either. I, I never watched the original. Yeah, yeah, I can understand if you haven't watched the original series. I did watch the original. That's why I'm not watching this. No, pick up, watch it. Did, did you stick through all four seasons of the original? No, and I'm glad that I didn't. Well, all right, <laughs> then shut up. <laughs> I'm seriously glad that I didn't. Why? I, that was one I of those, don't regret watching all four the, seasons. I've only the new laughed season. at like three jokes on the Big Bang. One of them was a joke about heroes, 
he was talking to Penny and he's trying she's trying to explain to him a concept of just like falling out of like with something and so he's like oh they took the hero's approach they made it four seasons and then no one cared when it was gone <laughs> yeah well that is true but I'm actually carrying that it's back because it, you know they've done everything you wanted the original show to do they have a guy in a mask being a vigilante come on tell me you didn't want that in the original heroes not that much. I thought the thing that was interesting, and I, I kind of wish they'd went with, like, the BBC model, where they're like, okay, we told the story, we're done. Like, I mean, I think that the interesting thing about that was always what was in season one, which was... Is that what you stopped watching? People, well, I mean, no, I think season one was great. I enjoyed, I, I watched season two, I enjoyed elements of it, but most of it I thought completely alienated the things that were good about the first season, especially, like, the relationship between... Uh, warm ring glasses and and his daughter, which I really don't, and I don't. I'm not gonna. She's lie. not in this one. Yeah, no, that's fine. I did not grow to like her or Ali Larder's characters. No, I, I despise. I despise both any storyline that involved them. Absolutely. I don't know enough about the show. Comment intelligently. Yeah. No, I, I didn't care for Ali Larder. Yeah, Ali Larder character. as an actress somehow managed to get a role that required her to die, which is something that the fans wanted. But yes. as a big fuck you to the fans, they brought her back as clone. another character. Yes, she's she's a tr- she's got triplets. I love I love she's, twins and triplets. Yeah, yeah. The, no, the show it's, did it's do some, some shitty things. I'm not saying the show is perfect by any means, but I did enjoy the show. I didn't like how many like the plot threads in that show, and it was really hurt by the the writer strike. Yes, essentially that's when everything just tanked because like none of the storylines that they generated in the second season ended up coalescing into anything they in the final season they decided to just get rid of one of the like oh well people like this thing from season one let's just pander and go back and, and do uh-huh. this thing from season one and save one of these characters that people liked and then rendered much of the sacrifice of that character completely meaningless wait who are you talking about charlie she was a, her episode in season one was good. Yeah, she only had like one episode, and that was fine. But then that was just one of the elements that they brought back in the final season. Because like, but you didn't yeah, watch the final season. I've watched elements of it. I'm saying that I didn't, in terms of what I liked, in terms of what I actually enjoyed of it, not a lot. That I would not regret having stuck with it as, in terms of the actual broadcast run. I, I still bring, got the, the box sets at home for the first two seasons. I own all of it. I want to bring up another hero that popped back up yeah. on my radar and I don't think you saw Eddie from Era or from The Flash moved over to Quantico the new network show oh, on really? CBS yeah, yeah he just showed up in episode number two as a as a data analyst for the FBI so he got a promotion or a data analyst trainee so, so he, got, he got a promotion he went not from the CW to network to, to yeah, yeah. Network in that television. sense he did but in terms of role he got demoted from detective into a guy who just Scrubs the internet for data as a trainee, but yeah, he, he just popped up. I thought that was kind of interesting to see him make the transition over there, seeing as they don't want him on the Flash anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, he served a purpose well, he was on the in, Flash. He was in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, he, he is in the first episode of oh, Flash. Oh, why? Obviously, I that's I hard to call it a spoiler yet. since it's the first, the 30, first seconds. thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just haven't watched it yet. Uh, it jumps ahead though. We don't really see the. Uh, the uh, not, outcome of the vortex. Not as strong of opening as I would have liked. In terms, you said of, you didn't watch it all. I, in terms of like, I only got to see the the end and the very oh, beginning. So, so I missed like, I missed, like ten minutes. 
Is there what? What did I miss in the middle? I don't oh know. Goodness. It depends on what you saw. All that juice. I saw. I saw the the, the beginning um, until my DVR cut out. I saw. In, I mean, the first like at least ten minutes of the show where he's like, I don't want to go to Flash Day. It was. It was uh, a bit. It was a bit whiny. It was whiny Flash. Well, that doesn't happen very much. Wasn't wanting to work with any of his friends. Yeah. And, like he was guilty because uh, spoilers: a character dies. Uh, half of Firestorm. Okay. Robbie Amell. Well, I mean, we kind of expected that. Yeah, Robbie. When they released pictures of new Firestorm. Yeah, when they, when they released pictures of new Firestorm. Yeah, kind of. Like in the comic store. Yeah, well, no, yeah, well, they killed him off in the TV show, and it was the second Firestorm from the comics, a black Firestorm. Uh, yeah, so I expected one of them, and we already knew Victor Garber was attached to Legends of Tomorrow, so we knew Robbie Amell wasn't going to be back. At least anytime soon. It's possible. But Barry's all whiny because his friend got killed and yeah. he's like, I don't I don't need your help. What did you yeah. I don't know how I felt about Adam Smasher as a villain. The special effects were a little bit they weird. Weren't, they weren't as good as what they have been. I thought they did a better job with Rod than Adam Smasher. Uh, just because Adam Smasher gets big, he grows. Yeah, well, it's just it's just a matter of style. Yeah, they probably didn't have the same people working on this as they did last season. Well, it could also be with Grodd. There's a little bit of uh, lenience because he's an ape. Yeah, and we're seeing a, a larger person. Okay, he gets referenced. Um, Grodd does. Oh, like that. Yeah. Uh, Flash Dad uh, was all. Oh, I'm still terrified. Yeah. I, and I did like that. I like the the actors' like subtle recognition of like uh, if something has had superhuman force applied to its throat, he wants to know if it's Grodd immediately, so that he can get the fuck out of that case. Uh, uh, yeah, but no, it, it was all around it. I mean, it was solid. It ends up having a lot to do with uh, Earth Two, which we'll find out more about next week. Okay. Um, it ends with Jay Garrick showing up. Or two flash, two flash, yeah, okay. or golden age flash, depending on how you want to look at it. Page. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the actor they chose for Jigger? I'm fine with him. I don't know any of his stuff. I mean, he looks fine. Are you upset about his age? No, I think that's an interesting choice because didn't with the new Fifty Two they brought back like younger? Yeah, yeah, the, they're they're younger on Earth too. Yeah. That was an interesting one. So, like the original Green Lantern as well was, yeah. was, a, was a big part and, of the cast for her too. And and gay, it made him gay on top of it. Well, I guess that was partly. I mean, I read into that because I, yeah. thought, I didn't understand. I didn't know how much that was just kind of a callback. I guess because his son was one of the first gay DC superheroes, uh, Obsidian. Um, he was in charge of like uh, a spinoff of the Justice Society of America, um, with ma- basically made of kids of superheroes. Oh, all right, and um, he. I mean, keep in mind this is like early '80s, I think, when his character came out. So for like DC to have that in the canon, like, oh, we're losing him and his sister and a couple of other characters at the same time. Like when they did the reboot, they're like, oh, it's actually less diverse, and we're featuring it as more diverse. So I guess that's one of the changes that they made. Gotcha. Also, I guess it kind of is interesting to keep that in continuity of that family dynamic. Gotcha. Because presumably, in some of these crossover events, he might meet his son. Yeah. And that and his daughter, and that's got to be weird for him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know. Especially I, considering the old uh, Green Lantern banged all of his super villainesses. Yeah. 
He's just like, oh, hello, you're interesting. Let's and fight. And now let's make babies. <laughs> that sounds like Hal. That sounds like Hal Jordan. Well, yeah, but it, it, they oh, made right. an entire core out of the uh, out of his love interest. Yeah. yeah. Now Andrew, the, it looked like uh, you were going to say something. Oh, yeah, or Rick. I can see Rick doing that. Yeah. Uh, Which, speaking of what, we're not going to get into details, but... Uh, it's a cool cliffhanger. I'm excited for some. Oh my gosh, yeah. Go ahead. I'm ruining the opening of the Flash for Rick and Morty ended beautifully in the most. I don't know. It's a wedding episode. Slightly the wedding, sad. As, slightly as happy. Uh, as expected. So Dan uh, Harmon did two wedding episodes total, within the same year. Was yeah. it total recall? It was Dude. Bird Person getting married to Tammy from to uh, Tammy the high schooler. The last uh, finale. All right, gotcha. And Tammy turns out to be a like. Galactic federal agent. federal agent. She just murders Bird Person in cold blood at their wedding, and then proceeds to kill all of Rick's friends who were all wanted fugitives. Because <laughs> like he and uh, Bird Person like were like kind of, kind of like uh, the brown coats and they were best bros. Gotcha. And then they and and then Rick takes his the Smith family to the tiny planet. And then they put the tiny of version of Earth, uh, <laughs> one of which has a sun that. Uh, one of, it always it screams. In the day last 48 hours. Oh, man. Yeah, we just And the other planet, uh, everything was fine, but everything was in cobs. Birds on a cob, mountains on a cob. It was even awesome. The, even the viruses and stuff. <laughs> and they had a really great cover of Johnny Cash's. Well, no, I actually, it was the original one. Oh, well, that was the original, not the cover? Uh-huh. Okay. So it was the original song that Johnny Cash covered. Bird. Oh, and it was a really, and nine really nice. Rick turned I, I himself the, into the Galactic Federation. He, he's in prison for, right now. Yeah. Like, like I thought he was being executed because like his, his arms like held up like this with manacles. And, I had a good personal connection with that song, not because I have a heroin addiction. I don't. Uh, That's good. But because That's good. I saw uh, Nine Inch Nails, uh, what was supposed to be, it hasn't been subsequently, but it was their last North American show for like six years. Um, he huh. did when he was at Bonnaroo in 09 he did that and he just thought it was appropriate because it was uh, it was in Tennessee and that's Johnny Cash's home character or home country you know and, or at least uh, it was towards the end of his, his life and, uh, and he just thought it was somewhat appropriate he's so, like I'm not going to do another North American show for a very 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 long time but it, it, and that was what he closed on it was freaking fantastic I had, and I was I was front row yeah! We've been interrupted by the Colts game with a nice interception. And as we were saying, your connection that, to Nine Inch Nails? No, no, that, that was it. That was the entirety of the story. It wasn't okay. a long nonsense. But uh, yeah, Rick and Morty was awesome this season. Uh, go check it out if you haven't got a chance. The last couple episodes are... Uh, and Morty. They did a Purge episode. They did a Purge episode? They did. people. Oh, it nice. was so good. I called it the Purge. But it's like what I like about it is it's such a dark show, but there's also you know kind of like a lot of Dan Harmon stuff that's like you know quirky. By the way, we never introduced ourselves. Yeah, we did. Did we know who we are by now? Well, some of us did. This has been a difficult mating season for Bird Person. I'm almost reaching the end of Bird You summoned me. To go back to the Flash real quick. Sorry, Flash. Yeah. Couldn't help myself. I had to chuckle a little bit. Uh, Victor Garber, uh, I, I, Professor Stein, okay. he uh, he names the Atom Smasher, and he, he just gets this look, and then a hug. It was perfect. He's like, "I love you. You're gonna fit right <laughs> into this team." That's funny. Yeah, he, he's one of my favorite. 
I, I would watch a show with Jess Sisko. He's a great character. Who the hell would have thought that all these damn Glee rejects would turn out to be decent people? Well, <laughs> he was on Glee, too. I think that most of the cast was on Glee or other That's musical funny. shows. Like, they're all musically inclined. Like, they've talked about the inevitability of a, a, fla- I mean, of a Flash musical number, yeah. possibly with... Uh, I think on Twitter they even called out Neil Patrick Harris for Music Meister. Uh, that'd be, yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Like, it's just gonna happen. They've released, they've even partnered together on releasing a gospel album. Yeah. Well, you heard them all sing uh, the Serenity theme song from last year, right? Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. That was really awesome to see somebody else, like somebody, a celebrity, show a kind of passion yeah real passion for the show that I I enjoyed and I'm glad that I was able to find that like Andrew just happened yeah. to tell me about it maybe it was you that told me about it but we were in our dorm and we just binged through both or all every episode of that show and the movie and yeah. I was like 19 years old can, I was can you believe that movie back. came out 10 years ago like, yeah. yeah oh wow yeah yeah. it, it, looks, fast, it's, it uh, looks great it holds up still. I just watched. I rewatched the series recently and the movie, and it holds up pretty well. I gotta say. No, no. I one, of my, one of my favorite movie. actors is in the Serenity film, um, and I gotta. Ask she would tell Ijafor. Yeah, she would tell Ijafor. I gotta ask him a, a question when I worked at Current because, to my favorite film, the like period is Children of Man, mm, and that's a he's, great the, movie. he's the villain in that. And so he he went. He talked for about like five five minutes about just the, the camera techniques that I've been working with Alfonso Cuaron yeah. because it's not not as long as with Gravity but I mean again Children of Men is a is a uh, ensemble piece whereas Gravity has two actors <laughs> so you're able to get away with a little bit more yeah but yeah it's just fantastic work oh no. nice they uh a bunch of Star Wars toys for the new Black Series. This guy re- uh, revealed at New York Comic Con, mm-hmm. such as uh, old Han Solo. So that's I, uh, nice. I heard about that. That sounds cool. That, that trailer that they released where it's just the two, essentially it's just Leia and Han turning on the Millennium Falcon and sitting next to each other. Oh, wow. I haven't seen that. And it, it just, cool. it looks so right. Wait, it's just what? Like, what are you talking about? Have you not seen this? It's like a 15-minute retrospective about... Oh, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it ends with just like a five-minute retrospect. It, it, was, felt, it felt it longer. For, did you see that behind-the-scenes footage that they released yeah. uh, at New York Comic or at San Diego Comic Con? Oh, you need to. It was wonderful. It's beautiful, and it ends with just the two of them essentially punching in coordinates on the Millennium Park, and they just look like an old married couple, and it just... It fits. It, it fits so well. Yeah, I'm, the new trailer should be out in a couple weeks. We're expecting two weeks on it. And it, the young people in it look great, too. Because, I mean, especially Daisy Ridley, isn't it? Uh, I believe that's her name. She, I mean, she just looks like she's having such a great time and is just so vibrant and aware of what's going on. And it just makes you remember the fact that, that uh, the three of them were just as young yeah. when they started. And it's it's kind of a good generational lead. Uh, did you hear... Uh, Daniel Craig's uh, quote on who should take over as Bond. No, I didn't. What he said. I don't give a fuck who takes over. Wow. He also said he was tired of the role. Yeah. Oh yeah, he said like he slipped his wrist and he had to do it again. Yeah. Well, he's only got one more. No, I'm good. He's, yeah, he's, he's contractually obliged. I'll take some bonus. Yeah, he's. Can we not pass that over my computer? Sure. So he's contractually obligated, obligated for one, one more. more. Yeah. 
but he's sick and tired of doing it. Yeah. You think that's because of the production? Like the production process? Or? Well, he said he is right now. So a couple of years down the road, he might want to do it again. Yeah, but they're not going to bring him back. They, that happened no. with Sean Connery, and that was no. an official. But he, he begged for, uh, for Sam Mendes to come back and got that. So if he wants to wait a couple of years before doing it again, I'm sure they'll let him. He made cinema take Bond seriously. Again. Yeah. Not, I don't think that they ever had. <laughs> no, you're right. Both, I mean, I think from the very beginning that had been a campy series. It had been meant to be a when, little when campy. the entire Oscars is dedicated to your franchise, like the centerpiece of the Academy Awards is uh, is representations of the Bond song, or all the Bond songs. Yeah. I'll take it. Phil Goldcoats. Yeah. And and now it's an Academy Award winning uh, franchise. Is that the first Academy Award for Bond? It was what? Sound editing? Something like that? Sound editing and best song. Best song, yeah. Were those the first Academy Awards for Bond? I think I maybe. Maybe. I, I can't... I can't quote that. I will look it up. Yeah. I, I will do care. so. I honestly don't care who takes over either. Yeah. I don't care if it's an unknown actor or somebody else who's got some cloud established. What I care about is the story. Yeah. That's what always makes a good Bond film is how how the story plays out. You know, what, right? how good is the villain? Yeah. How believable is the scenario? That's yeah, well, what, that's what always makes Bond we will all have to get together once we see Spectre and record on Spectre. Hell yeah. Which, I mean, that's less than a month away, so... <laughs> I heard the interesting thing like about script leak regarding Spectre like regarding plot points. I don't I don't know if any of those have been confirmed to actually have been the, the script. Uh-huh. I've been trying to avoid those. Yeah. Uh, because it's a, it's not fair to the filmmakers of during the Sony hacks if that's the actual script that came out. It, it was an early draft apparently and it okay. wasn't what they were shooting with. Either way, I hate to have a movie ruined. Yeah. Before you get to see any footage of it, really. Yeah, and you know that's one thing I have to give Bond credit for. All three of these trailers have been super short. They've kept yeah. kind of like a minute. Very brief. Not they don't give away much of anything. No, not much of anything at all. And they'll show a couple action pieces, a couple lines of dialogue, and that's it. Instead of where nowadays it seems like you can watch a movie trailer and the entire movie's shown to you. Yeah, you get you get all the highlights in one forty-five second bit. Yeah, or the no, they're usually like song. three and a half minutes. Or I think what the trailer was saying was, "No, Mister Bond, I expect you to buy a ticket to the cinema." Which they do a reference to that in the most recent trailer. It was interesting. Uh, speaking of which, we never got to talk about uh, the, the song, the theme song. Oh yeah, um, I didn't like it when I first heard it. I haven't heard it. You haven't heard it? All right, I'm going to pause this, and I'll play it for you. Good idea. Okay, I guess I've heard that now. Yeah, you were awfully rough on it. So was Gilman. Gilman hated it. I absolutely despise that bridge. The, if, like, that's the centerpiece of the song, that's... So, oh, yeah. Yeah, if that's the centerpiece of the song, that's not good. I I don't know. I, musically, t- if you take out what Sam Smith was doing, you know, the background music, yeah, it, it seems very traditional Bond. The style that he used, I can see why you're saying it doesn't really fit the mold. However, each I feel like each James Bond theme song has been unique. 
in yeah. style or in some facet. It's, it's been unique. Yeah, oh, I, I love every Duran. time it's a little bit. I love different. that song. And, and each one is well, slightly you memorable. You know, I love you, Dave. Yeah, every song is is memorable in some way. Yeah. It's either got a catchy hook or like the orchestra is so grandiose that you just hear it in your head. I, I listen to all of uh, all four of. Uh, hold on, what do you do? People were clapping at the Colts game. Irrelevant. Uh, but uh, yeah, I listen to all of Daniel Craig's themes, and they they seem to tell a story. All four of his theme songs, in tone. They get more and more somber. There's it's no really neat. There's no question as to what's the best one it is. Oh wow! Well, well, they won an Oscar. Yeah, yeah for good reason. Yeah, I don't know. I, I as much as I love the theme of Skyfall, I good one. It is. It's great. It's a wonderful song. I think it, his is "You Know My Name." I just absolutely think it's perfect for a Bond yeah. with, with Chris Cornell. That's what a good one. Was it, uh, like, Casino Royale. I like yeah, it. I feel really like it was too what movie was it for? Casino, Casino Royale. Sorry, I just said Chris Cornell. That's I like that one too. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and then uh, even even Jack White and uh, Alicia Keys. Is that who did yeah, it? Yeah, that Falls? was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Dun, 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 he's dun, he's dun, had... Dun. Now, is this the weakest out of Craig's? Possibly. I mean, I don't mind the minimalist tone, but I don't like... The music dropping out, like the orchestration that holds the piece yeah, together. Yeah, he goes into falsetto. He goes into falsetto, and then it drops out, and it's jarring. And maybe if I looked at the lyrics while I was reading it, but they didn't have any specific impact on me. And if like you're gonna make that the corner See, piece I, of the I, song, I thought that I really too the first like time it. I listened to it. I, I thought it. that too, and then the more I've listened to it, the more that's grown on me. I've actually come to enjoy it. Okay. So maybe it's just something that it has to to grow on you a little bit. Could be. I don't and, think well, it will. Go, go home and watch <laughs> the music video. It works really well with the music video. Yeah. Uh, and in the music video, you find out what he's referring to with the writings on the wall. Uh, if you remember one of the one of the trailers for for Spectre, it showed uh, looked like a memorial, like a memorial wall with his name graffitied in at the bottom. Uh, that's what they're referring to. Yeah. The writings on the wall. The name's on the wall. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't wait for this movie. I absolutely can't wait for, for Spectre. I think it's going to be fantastic, I'm sure. But I, I, a preferred, I mean, my preference is I liked the score that they used in the trailer. Yeah. I thought that was great. It had a, even a reference to the score from uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service, I believe. They strike up a few chords from that during a portion of that trailer. Oh, did they? Yeah. Um, that, I, I heard that repeatedly, and um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. I think that that was a lot more kind of tonally similar, especially since they're going to the the source material in, in such a heavy way. They've already laid out Q, Money Penny. Um, this is obviously a turn to Spectre as the organization, um, and I think it's more appropriate because it's timely because uh, non organizations like ISIS or yeah, extra uh, extra military or extra paramilitary Sam organizations. Sam Smith, a bit of here. Sam Smith is the first solo British male performer since I believe Thunderball. I think that's right. Uh, kind of surprising. First Was that the Burton Bacharach really. one? Which one is he? I don't. I don't know. Thunderball. I don't think that's surprising per se. <laughs> I think it is a little bit. No, I. I mean, it's just a. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying for the background. It's, I don't just, know a, it's just what yeah, pop I, style dictates. I mean, uh, a couple of people have been like, well, Paul McCartney. You know, that was Paul McCartney and Wings. Yeah. 
Uh, Andrew, you said you found oh, it. I, I, I guess it was Tom Jones. Tom yes, Jones. Tom Jones. That's who I was thinking. Yeah. Gotcha. That one sticks in your mind, but not for good reasons. Balls of Thunder. Uh, I, I like all the Bond themes. I can sit and listen to the James Bond soundtrack. And when I mean soundtrack, I mean opening themes. Uh-huh. Now, I might do that tonight when I get home because I have that bonus disc of the box set that just has every opening credits. I know you speaking like of, that shit. I do. Of, uh, Tom Jones, uh, makes me think of that John Mulaney bit, uh, the, be- the, the, best, the Best Dinner Ever, the Salt No, I don't know. I have never listened to John Mulaney. It's really funny. Like, he was friend, like, the really young. He's your brother's favorite comic. Ah. Uh, well, uh, they, go to, they, go, they go to this diner and... Oh, uh, I was hoping that would end the story once you found out. Well, they go to this diner and uh, he and his friend, they put on... Uh, it's not unusual. No, it's uh, What's Your Pussycat. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, uh, like 10 times and the 11th time is uh, It's Not Unusual or... And then, not Unusual. Playing, so, playing people first time through, okay, oh, uh, this is good. Uh, second, man, this song's a lot longer than I... Third time... Uh, that might be the fourth or fifth time where uh, not unusual comes in. Like, oh, thank God. And then, what's he a pussycat? And then, nice. finally, somebody pulls, a, somebody, somebody pulls a plug on the uh, jukebox. Nice. It's better when he tells it. It's, it's a good bit. Man. I, I mean, I'm a Bond fan. I, enjoy, I mean, that I essentially financed my DC trip on the auspices of going to see that damn exhibit. Right? <laughs> And it was it did not disappoint. It no. was fantastic. I mean, I'm excited. We get we get a goon. We get like a henchman goon thug in this. It'll be fun. Played by Drax the Destroyer. It'll be a fun time. For sure. Every Bond film has some allure for me. Some just, of them they have the jaws. Corny. I've seen the jaws in real life. I think it's well. I think it's funny that uh, he's basically off the most organization uh, who's uh, Logo looks like a Dracula marshmallow. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Oh, I look man. forward to that. Yeah, I can't wait. I especially look forward to that. You know, there's three movies I, I want to I want to see the rest of the year. Uh, there's a couple out that I still want to see. Uh, I, I want to go see The Martian. I haven't saw it yet. Yeah, I, I, I want to see that. Now nah, I, I need to get home, and take care of my dog. That's great. Uh, I'm, I'm off. Are you off Tuesday? No. So right, I plan on seeing it Tuesday. It's five dollars. I, I, I might be. I think I might work in the uh, morning. Maybe I'll just, well, no, I work in the evening. Uh, well, let me know. We can go, we, we can go. We can go early. I might have to work the three uh, on uh, right. Tuesday, probably. Yeah, let me know. No, six, maybe. I don't know. I'll double check. Yeah, just let me know. Whatever it is. Join the kind of epic show Tuesday at, at three p.m. <laughs> at Carisota's Showplace Sixteen. To see the Martian. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. I really do. But. Uh, the top three movies for the rest of the year, fucking Skyfall, well not Skyfall, Spectre, fucking Mockingjay, and Star Wars. Star Wars for sure is on the I, top of the list. I, I, I can't wait. I, yeah, I, it's the most It's the most anticipated. It's been a while since I've gotten the movies, like the last one I'd seen uh, was uh, Shattered of Compton, and I hadn't seen another, another one since then. Didn't we go see uh, American Ultra after that? Uh... No, it might have been before, actually. It might have been that week because um, yeah, my brain's a little bit fucked. I know, know. we didn't get uh, to talk about that. I enjoyed that one. Pulse, 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 pulse. Yeah. Yeah. Steeple. Steeple. <laughs> uh, but uh, this past Sunday. See, Gabe, and you were worried. Well, 9 0. <laughs> and Gabe, it's the fucking Texans, bud. 
Well, I mean, it's the curse of low expectations. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the only way that you cannot be disappointed. Well, um, like I, I saw uh, sleeping with other people. Uh, How was that? That was looked all right. It was enjoyable. Uh, Casey Jackis, uh, Allison Bree, uh, oh. Jason Masukas, you know, uh, Rap Rafi. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty funny in it. Uh, and Amanda Peets. As you were saying, Andrew, before I rudely interrupted you, I do apologize. Ah, no worries. Uh, no, it, it was enjoyable. You know, pretty standard any you know romantic comedy here, but you know, they, they, a lot of them kind of get loose. You know, they incorporate the improvisational type stuff that you get seen like a lot of uh, Judd Apatow films, etc. Yeah, like, uh, wait, was it an Apatow film? Like I don't think so. Uh, but uh, like, there's like, uh, oh, it was produced by uh, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. Oh, okay. And like, you know, they, they do a lot of improv for their yeah. stuff too. And there's like. Over the credits, there's a great improv with uh, Jason Mizukas, and I, I forget who plays his wife in the film, but gotcha. What's that? Do you listen to his podcast? I don't. How does it? Made? I've heard good things though. Oh, it's fantastic. What's the name of it? How did this get made? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't. But I want the to artwork for it is great. It's like uh, him, Paul Shear uh, on the cover, the poster for Junior. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah, I've, I've been wanting to listen to it. What's that? That new uh, Bill Murray flick that's getting ready to come out. Rock, Rock, Rock Caswell. Yeah. Doesn't that look so good? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> We've been joined by a special special guest, Matt Kirkhoff. Hello, everyone. He, apparently, he's a huge builder. You really sound fan. like John DiMaggio. Only on my half days, which are Thursdays, Tuesdays, and half yeah, day Wednesdays. Yeah, it kind of sounds he? like DiMaggio. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Gabe, Gabe, you would know. You talked on the phone with John DiMaggio. I, did, I was concerned that your phone had been stolen. <laughs> and, and that caused issues. Why is a, a man's deep voice coming from David's phone? And then he told you to buy this shiny metal ass, and you still didn't know who it was. I was very confused. <laughs> I thought that the person who had pilfered your phone had a strange sense of humor. <laughs> or just like Futurama? Yeah, yeah just... Well, you don't question good taste uh, in, in somebody of Larson's intent. Fair enough. That just means that they steal better stuff. That's true. Yeah, that, that's why I hope so, if somebody ever uh, jacks me, I hope they're dressed like Liberace because, you know... You know, I was very insulted. At, le- at least, you know, at least you know, I know they're a high-end thief, not just some uh, common bum uh, wandering the streets uh, like a boot black in London in the 1830s. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't know either. I'm a little bit scared. Well, we'll accept jet, it. Uh, I guess we for that back. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they open the uh, Jack so, Rooker Museum recently to a lot of uh, controversy, apparently? <laughs> because people were uh, kind of... Stealing of, shit? Well, no, they were of the opinion that it was a little bit disrespectful to the victims. They're dead. Well, what, what, they're what long dead, saying? yeah. What, what did he say? I missed it. Yeah, I guess they opened up a Jack the Ripper Museum, huh. and it's getting a lot of controversy because Not apparently it's disrespectful to the deceased. That have been dead for over a hundred years. Well, I guess, I guess it depends yeah. on you know kind of what you know, what tone they take uh, with it. Uh, gotcha. Like, it's more like you know, like I'm a sure all their families are dead too. Yeah. We got oddly enough, we got invited to. Do you remember this? The Dark History Convention. Uh, yes. That actually. Well, they happened. still want us to come back. They. Ha- they. It happened, and it was a big success. Apparently. What the fuck is this? It was like a true crime convention. I don't know what episode of Kind of Epic Show got them interested in us. In having us? Some yeah, of more just, morbid stuff. Yeah. Apparently. I guess like one of our horror episodes they listened well, to. And that's like, a good possibility. And they're like, yeah, you guys should come and do a podcast with us. And they're like, oh, well, I mean, if you're at least a new convention, I guess I get where you're coming from. Because True Crime is popular. Serial is the most popular podcast 
ever. And I'm like, they're I a, they're want us to get money. They're getting a movie series. <laughs> they're, a TV oh, show. they're getting a whole TV series yeah. about uh, Anton Weber and Schoenberg. Uh, I don't, I've never Bird. listened to the podcast, but I know well, no, I'm series. making a joke about serial music. Like, oh, oh, yeah. That's what I wish it was about. But no, I, I would want to listen to that podcast. I, I, think, I mean, maybe we'll do it. I don't know. I mean, like the, the only, I guess the... The only reason, like, to follow up was just the uh, the familial connections that we had that made it interesting. Yeah. Was it your, um, I think, uh, what is it? You had the uh, one of Al Capone's enforcers. Yeah, my, your... my great, great, great granddad. However, my dad's grandpa. Your dad's grandpa? Yeah. Wow, he must have been old. I don't think my dad ever knew him. Yeah. Good question. How old was your dad's grandpa? I have no idea. No, I mean, it's like... <laughs> I just mean at the time like he could have been walking around I mean the 30s is not that long ago for four generations to have passed so he was probably like old when he was beating the shit out of people maybe <laughs> he's like comedian style I don't know considering my grandpa was born in the 40s I I don't think that's that old I guess not well no that would make him older that would yeah be- it would be like like great grandpa or whatever I mean uh the 30s, that's when my grandmother was born. Yeah, uh, it's not, it would be their parents. Yeah, my, my dad was born in the 40s. Hell, my, my great-grandma was still alive for, for a long time. So, I mean, it's not that weird. And my father was born in 1936, so apparently I am extremely old. Well, yeah, to, to this guy. <laughs> only to this guy. No, no, I was just saying, that's that's still living in living we memory. We can all relate to that. We've got recent relatives that were born in that time frame. Yeah. Yeah, the 1930s. That was the golden era of podcasting, yeah, I tell you. <laughs> that was the golden age of hobo vendors. Oh. <laughs> I tell you, Lucille Ball had one hell of a podcast. <laughs> she would get on there and talk about the most recent uh, doings in Hollywood. And Back in those days, uh, if you were born, you could pick up uh, the telephone. Most days, Alexander Graham Bell uh, would be on there. Uh, a, he'd say... Then B would usually follow. <laughs> oh. oh, Lord. I don't even know where we were. Yeah, I don't even know I, where we I were either. It. Oh, I mean, I, to finish the anecdote, I was going to say, uh, you had that, I had Dillinger, and then he had uh, had uh, some oh, some uncles from the New York region. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, uh, like, uh, my, my grandmother's cousin uh, or uncle was... Uh, you were long-lived New York uh, family was, uh, uh, living in Brooklyn. Was, uh, you all had uncles. Uh, uh, not heroin for the mob. They called him Georgie the Hook. Y'all just Georgie the Hook. Like you're connected to mafia. Well, I tell you, I haven't been seen for a few years. <laughs> Y'all just want to be connected. I think the last to the mob. time I saw you was on a Lon John Silver's commercial. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> or the Gordon <laughs> box. Yeah. yeah. I was pirating a small paper vessel. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> With some crunchies at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best part of a long That sounds so. like uh, how uh, Georgie Dent. That sounds like that sounds like uh, when Georgie Dent wrote that uh, Pennywise the Nancy Brown. It's Clowns. like Soylent Green. Yeah. Paper boat crunchies. It all comes together. Aren't they yeah. doing an it remake? Super. Hand. It keeps going through actors and producers. And it's all over the place at the moment. Well, uh, you know, it'll probably co- probably go dormant for a while, then come back in about twenty-seven years. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Then go dormant again. And nice. Nice. Uh, you know what they need to complete to get it to the screen? Huh? The ritual of Chud. <laughs> or Chud. Uh, yeah, Under the Dome actually... got cancelled finally. Oh, did it? Yeah. I didn't see that. Uh, or the show. 
Uh, <laughs> a lot of people really enjoyed it, but I, I'll be honest, like, I haven't enjoyed Stephen King-inspired things other than, like, maybe, uh, was it Red, Rose Red, the, the, the Haunted House one? The remake? Or the TV miniseries, I mean? Yeah, that's about the last uh, Stephen King thing uh, I enjoyed. Ever since he's been getting a million dollars for ad- advances on his books, yeah. and just knows he can turn in crap, uh, not that they're bad, it's, they're just not... They, well, he just revisits things. The guy that, uh, the guy that directed uh, Fault in Our Stars is signed on to do The Stand. I, like I a three-picture deal on The Stand. That's, I'm excited for that. That guy, I, I listened to it. Stand. Stephen King's The yeah. Stand. It's a, it's a really long, long book. It's like, a, it's like a vampire flag or something. Uh, but listening to this guy talk, he did an episode of uh, Movie Makers with Kevin Smith. Yep. And this dude just loves Stephen King. Everything coming out of that project seems like that's that seems to be the the important thing is if you're on a project and everybody well, wants to be there. His love of Stephen King got him the, the directing gig on Fall on Our Stars. Pretty what? much, yeah, Why? pretty much. You'll have to listen to that interview. It's pretty pretty entertaining. I'm still pissed that the Fault in Our Stars couldn't be filmed in Indianapolis. That's the state of Indianapolis's right. film. And yeah. We couldn't have that in North Central High School. We couldn't figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. There's a scene at the Indianapolis right, Museum of Art. There's a film at the Indianapolis Museum of Art, and uh, they filmed it in Pittsburgh. They recreated an actual sculpture that's at the IMA, and that was cheaper than filming at the IMA, even though John Brown's wife was the deputy director of the IMA. (laughs) That just tells you there's a lot of... They couldn't film there for free and make it cheap enough. (laughs) They had to recreate a set. Indianapolis could have made some movie revenues. And we can make a lot. Nothing happened. We can That's make a lot of money off of film revenue. They blew it. No one wants we've to get yeah, We've got lots of great locations to shoot in. For instance, Gary was great when it doubled as hell during the Friday the... Or, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Places right. to shoot in Indiana, like I said. Yeah. Man, I agree. It's also yeah. where they decided to bury several people during Road to Perdition. Yeah. Oh. There seems to be a recurrent theme while filming in Gary. <laughs> Killing and burying people? Yeah. Uh, Man. That's sad. There's, there's got to be something better in Gary than so just sad. murders and, and burials. Well, we can talk about their brewery there. 18th Street. 18th Street. Uh, yeah. Dead Guy Ale. <laughs> no, uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, but actually... Uh, I, I, I tried to get uh, David us out there on our way back a couple weeks ago. Huh? I mean... He was like, no, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to drink and have to drive all the way back to Indy. Uh, like, just go uh, and have a beer. Yeah. Drew, Drew, like one of the uh, like the head brewer there, like he got to start doing like, contract brewing in Chicago. And nice. Now I believe he's working with uh, at the War Pigs place, oh. I think in Denmark, with uh, oh, nice. Keller and Steve Floyd. Yeah, we should nice. talk about, um, yeah. speaking of uh, beer, we should talk about the beer awards that this venue took home recently at the Great American yeah, Beer you Festival. Took some, you guys got some? What did you guys get? Uh, I'm actually not privy to that. Let me pull it up. I'll I didn't hear it. that part. Yeah. I didn't hear the results of GABF yet. Uh, so, Gabe, thank you for breaking well, some good news. Actually, uh, I can I, like I can talk about Sun Kings. Yeah, what did you guys uh, win? Sun King won best uh, gold for uh, Cream Allen Blondes for our Sunlight Cream Ale. Right on. Um, our Sympathy for the Devil brought back the best in, uh, well, took home silver in barrel aging. And then uh, Cherry Busey brought home. Uh, That's a good beer. They brought home bronze and the crazy fruit, beer. Oh, crazy beer. Fruit and <laughs> flowers, I believe. 
So we took home three, so yeah, that's we, nice. I mean, we won a medal at the Brewers Cup in Indiana. I knew that. Yeah. But I didn't know anything about GABF awards. It's weird that they didn't make that, like, Well, they just they came out, like, a week or so ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, all on, it was all on Twitter. Um, I believe... I, I don't have a Twitter I believe account you got a, because a bronze, I have a life. I, I believe you got a bronze for, for, one, of your, for one of your games. Oh. I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm sorry for being vague. I can pull no, up the Twitter history. I'll I'm not seeing it. It's so new, you haven't put it on your website yet. Well, uh, Toyard's Brown would best be served warm if someone asks you that question. Um, yes. Where were we now? I don't know. We got. You were talking about Sun Kings. Uh, yeah, Sun yeah. Kings in the midst of awards. Yeah, yeah apparently we have cherry an award <laughs> for Cherry. <laughs> lovely name, isn't it? It is a good name. Cherry Buse. Crazy name. Yeah, yeah. It's a sour. <laughs> I'm just imagining Gary Busey drinking that beer. Smiling. Yeah. yeah. The reaction that he would have would probably be so good. Oh my God, Jake Jake Busey is on is on a show. He's on till, Dust Till Dawn. Oh, is he? And he's one of the the stars, and he plays the uh, the sex machine role from the films, <laughs> and is the most perverted, insane characterization of his dad that you can possibly oh imagine. It's yeah, fantastic. There's a new TV series from Dustin. You look like Ed Grimley. Follows the similar storyline of the movie. It's on its second season. Oh, it's yeah. season two, and that's on the El Rey Network? Yeah. Is yeah. that their only original show? No, no um, they, they actually have one called The Chair, where Robert Rodriguez sits down with other famous oh, directors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've seen it. Yeah. And then they, I think they're the Isn't wrestling show. Isn't that the one with Jason Momoa was on there? Wasn't um, that on there? Possible. He does, uh, I think he does interviews with actors, too. Well, no, the, uh, the TV show that Jason Momoa did. Uh, uh, no, he just did it. He directed a film. No, I don't know. I, I know, but he had a TV series. Uh, Red Road or something like that? It's a, that's a film. And no, he did that with West series, Studi, I thought. I mean, let me look up the Red Road. Well, I'm Wait, pretty, whoa, the film we unveiled. I'm pretty yeah. sure he had a TV series on there. It was like two seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's our fact checker. He's our fact checker. Yeah, he's our fact checker because most of the time it's him talking. Because I got the internet. Mostly we just hold shit and then he's like, wait a minute, I don't think that's right. No, no, usually I hold shit because I don't have access to the internet. But yeah, we were talking about upcoming films that we can't wait to watch. Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars has it, man. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I don't know. You were right. I'm getting a TV brother, series. Yeah, right. It's a TV series. See, Gabe just confirmed it. It was, uh, he produced that last year, and yeah, that must have been on the My, my mom has the first season of it. She yeah. bought it because of Jason Momoa. Looking uh, behind it. Were your brother, Maddie? Well, I just called him the other day and had an awesome Star Wars message for him. All right. It was only because I was the emperor. <laughs> I said, Lord Vader, your death machine is ready. <laughs> yes, you're done. I thought that was good. Is yeah, that good? It's, it's not yeah, bad. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm getting <laughs> so over excited com- for that movie. Your overconfidence is your weakness. No faith in your friends is yours. <laughs> every, every, every day that that movie gets closer to release, and more and more stuff comes out, the more excited I am for it. David West, I think you'll find this podcast is not fully operational. <laughs> it's well, actually not working. Uh, not at all. No, <laughs> it's, it's kind of lost. It's kind of lost track. But uh, I gave I gave all all three of you access to uh, 
the Marvel Digital Comics for Star Wars. Yes, I so, think so. You guys should check those out. They're all fucking. Well, we should awesome. go visit Mark Wayden and have him sign our digital copies. <laughs> well, I have, I have the actual physical copies yeah. of those books as well. You can't sign a digital copy. Am I confused? No, no I was just making because I, I would like to have the originals. I thought there was something I didn't know about. No, he's some just, new he's, technology. He's, he's, he's lives, he lives within driving distance. Yes, yeah. yeah. he lives in Montana. Okay, gotcha. A uh, couple movies, like I'm looking forward to some independent films. There's a Hank Williams bio coming out. Oh yeah, yeah with uh, Loki as Hank Williams. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Peanuts movie looks kind of cool. Oh, it does look amazing. Yeah. I forgot about it. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's oh, be a good dinosaur as well. Oh yeah, that's that's on my list too. Another Disney Pixar film this year. Uh, let's see, what's the Pixar film? Uh, the Good Dinosaur. Oh, I've oh, lost my. Uh, I want to see In the Heart of the Sea uh, come out in December. It's yes. Chris Hemsworth, Billy yeah, Dick. It, yeah, it's basically Ron the, Howard. the true story of uh, the uh, US, the uh, SX uh, whaling ship, and it was attacked and sunk by a sperm whale, which inspired You're the Moby only Dick. person oh. I know that has read Moby Dick multiple times. No, I, I've only read it once. Once? Oh, that's okay. enough. Yeah. You're the only person he knows that's read it once. Um, well, I've heard this speech from Wrath of Khan at least five times. Ever. I consider that having read the book. Doesn't uh, Picard also talk about it in First Contact? Yeah, like yes. It, it, it's kind of like the one of the themes. Like he has kind of a the, car- the board where your white uh, whale earned the captain. Yeah, yeah, basically that's yeah. He has an Ahab thing. Yeah. Which yeah, because I mean like like uh, like uh, Ahab Picard was uh, quote unquote dismasted by the board. You yeah. know, they, they're still in plans of him. Uh, yeah. I am Locutus as a boy. You will respond. <laughs> hey, but you've often been dismasted. Ooh. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about Arrow. We didn't. I didn't watch that. Because That's you didn't tonight. watch it. No, it was no, last night. Last I didn't watch it. It was last night. Uh, so hopefully next time you guys might be a bit caught up. We actually never got to talk about Doctor Who either. Yeah. Um, it was fantastic. Are you caught up? Yeah, yeah he's oh, good. And The Hateful Eight comes out in January. Oh, yeah, that, that too. Uh, I guess we can wrap things up. The uh, last topic of the night will be uh, we're... Let's just talk. Let's just focus on the opening two-parter. Let's just okay. talk about it because we haven't seen the conclusion to the second two-parter. Uh, I want to look upon this podcast with my own eyes, Dave. <laughs> it's fully... a podcast. You can't look at upon it with your no, eyes. No, no. You're saying I can't use the visual medium. No. You know what? What kind of bugged me was that the doctor was ready to commit genocide. On a, like he's full, always ready to full genocide scale movie. genocide. He was going to kill one man that was going to stop the spread of an entire species of aliens. Which isn't the first time he had that option. Right. And he was like just so nonchalantly ready to go through with it. Because he did it before. And then he stopped and, and flipped the script and didn't do it. And you know, I, I'm not saying that it's right to kill an entire species of alien life form. But if you were going to do that, I think the How, Daleks would be right up there you, on the list of ones you would do it to. Are you familiar with, like, Old Who? Uh, only a little. Only a little. The, um, the genesis of the Daleks, which is what this was kind of a direct sequel to in, in, large, okay. in, in large respects. In the Tom Baker era, because um, originally you're introduced to the Daleks in essentially the first season of Doctor Who. They're just in a city. They're not actually all that threatening. They're just adorable little pepper boxes that, that go around killing things. Um, you don't you don't see Davros until until Genesis of the Daleks. You see the origin, and in that he's tasked with the Time Lords to go back and to see if he can prevent the Daleks from being created. 
And at one point in the uh, the most famous point of, of that series, and maybe even the most famous point of Tom Baker's run as Doctor Who, which is considered the best uh, of all the classic doctors, and still to this day, many people, it, it that is their up. doctor. It holds up really well. This is 1975. He's, he's yeah. got these two wires in his hand, and he's reading off the speech where he says, says, what do I have the right? And, he, and he's talking about a child. He's like, if I... If you saw a child and you knew, absolutely knew, because you were from the future, um, that this child would grow up to be a mass murderer, would kill millions upon millions of people, would you, could you end that child's life? Almost word for word. And yeah, so, and so it's this. that dilemma. He, he shies away from it because he's diverted by, um, by circumstance from deciding to kill all of the Khaled mutants that will become, yeah. become the, the Daleks. He doesn't make the choice. He doesn't end up having to make the choice. And so the opener, to have the first episode open, the cold open, be not only on Scarrow, but to have him actually confronted with that dilemma, yeah. that's the most beautiful callback I could possibly imagine. It, it, and then it the fact that great, it was resolved so completely was wonderful as well. Yeah. It, it was a great storyline. I just really feel like, you know, to, to shy away from that... I. I can't see if I was the doctor. I can't see a scenario where I wouldn't want to get rid of the Daleks after everything that everything bad that he has faced with them and well, he, just the relaunch. He thinks that there'd be something worse in their place. Like his reasoning, at least in Genesis of Daleks, was so many so many worlds will be united against the Daleks. So many creatures and and species that would have otherwise been enemies or found reason to to go to war with each other uh, will instead fight uh, against the Daleks. So. And that was, granted, that was before the, the time war. Yeah. But, and then also to, to think of, like, what the circumstances would be for undoing the time war. Think of how corrupted the, the time lords were. Yeah, yeah, we definitely, he definitely doesn't want the time So if there's nothing to ever to stand in their way, how, how much Thanks, worse for the universe could yeah. that be? If yeah. uh, the time lords had decided, I mean, they were literally ready to end the universe at one point. I guess I, I can see it from that standpoint. But I just really wanted mass murder. Everyone ready to end the universe. Yeah. I, yeah, I, did, I just wanted yeah. mass murder. I'm going to be real. I thought the Doctor was going to do it this one time. Well, they play on that expectation by ending one episode with him pulling out a ray gun and right, telling the kid he's going to exterminate. Yeah, he's getting ready to kill him while he's stuck in that hand minefield, and then he decides at the la- end of the last episode, the second episode. How, how creepy are the hand mines? They that were was really beautiful. well done. Yeah. I got to say, like for, to see for a very low budget, were... for Larry... For a very low-budget special effect, well, that was really well done. Yeah. I feel like it's something that could have happened in Classic Who. That could have been a 1970s special effect, yeah. and you would have bought it. Yeah. Uh, it was very simplistic. What do you, what did you think of Peter Capaldi's epic guitar solo? I loved it. That I was so it was bad. Great. That entire scene was great. It made me think of Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. It made me think of the dude flying around on the front of the, the was, car with all the speakers on it, just jamming out on the side. So it was a tank with a couple... Yeah, but it, made, it kind of it was reminiscent of that. Yeah. Just death and destruction on wheels with a big-ass stereo stack and yeah. somebody playing electric guitar. Yeah. Yeah, what about, and then, um, I'm going to say, Michelle Gomez is Missy was fantastic. the highlight of that opening two-parter. I, I did not like her at the end of last season. You really didn't? I didn't. I, uh, I didn't really care for, for the finale last year. And I don't know, this opening two-parter like, like completely redeemed her. I love how zoned out Andrew is because he hasn't watched Doctor Who. Oh, no, since. I was Let's looking, at the, I was looking at the hand mine thing. <laughs> that was scary. Like, uh, I think Andrew could hop back in with Peter. Capaldi Honestly, yeah, Capaldi the show is, is a reboot. 
Cold score field goal. You could yeah. you could skip um, uh, Kill the Moon and Tiger. What I like Kill the Forest moon. of the Night. What is that? The I name like both of those. Uh, you, just just my opinion. You could skip those two and not have any worse for the wear. So what? Like I get that you know as a hand coming up from the ground. What happens if you touch them? You get pulled underneath. Yeah, the you get pulled underneath. That's terrifying. Yeah. It makes me think of in Labyrinth, like the wall of hands that grabs her. Yeah. yeah. That's very much what it looked like. Oh, real fast, can I detour here and say McDonald's has ruined me with all day breakfast? I've eaten like hotcakes for dinner three nights and Saturday. <laughs> I, I would say you were ruined when you willingly decided McDonald's was going to be dinner for multiple days well, a week. Because they have hotcakes now. Yes. I can get hotcakes whenever. Exactly. Like, I'm a fat guy, and if someone tells me I can have pancakes whenever the fuck I want to have pancakes. <laughs> that comes with a sausage biscuit. I'm in. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why can't American McDonald's be like Ford McDonald's? I don't care you if they awesome. have all day. Yeah. If they have awesome. McDonald's, McDonald's is awesome. awesome. Everywhere else in the world, Ford except for KFC here. KFC is so kick-ass. You have to have a fucking reservation <laughs> at foreign KFC. There are some KFCs that have three floors of seats, man. And they serve things that aren't just fried chicken. It's amazing. Yeah, oh. It's amazing. Uh, I like it. Another site detour off of Doctor Who. Did you guys see this weekend at New York Comic Con you can get an exclusive crossover with The Flash and fucking Colonel Sanders? What? What? Yep. It's a Crisis on Infinite Earth style thing. There are multiple Colonel Sanders and multiple Flashes. Written by a decent writer, Tony Bedard. That's nuts. Yeah. So what's the crisis? I don't know. The Flash I, has to run so fast he can fry chicken. Uh, I, I don't he has know. to run so fast he can burn off the calories. Chris Dance is going to get us all a copy of it. Okay. So you will be able to read it. Okay, thank God. Chris okay, Dance. another New York Comic Con note. Did you ever send him his his comic? Yeah, he has it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I've given it to him when he's been here. We can't go back to New York Comic Con. Because we will never, ever do anything productive there ever again. No, because all you guys did was drink. That one ep- don't say you guys. That one episode oh, yeah. we was, got so ab- like, it was so horrible. We all got yeah. so hammered. We recorded an episode. We didn't even remember what we said the next day. Maybe a month. And then we woke up and watched My Little Pony. <laughs> yeah, and then we woke up and watched My Little Pony to make yeah. ourselves feel more innocent. And yeah. then we realized that show we could never racist. do that again. <laughs> that show's super racist. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. You're a zebra. That must be really tough, right? I bet you don't have any friends. <laughs> They're picking on a zebra for being black for being and white, Africa, yeah. basically. You're like, okay, now you're from a different out. culture. That's Sound funny. Bomb, yes. really. That was nice <laughs> There's actually, I might pick up a My Little Pony comic. Oh, hear me out. You will. Yeah, hear, yeah. hear me out. Only They're doing through. a Transformers crossover. Out of it. And apparently, the the Decepticons what? go to What's that where about the ball or Gabe's discussion. Oh, Gabe's discussion. The Decepticons travel to uh, the, the town where the Ponyville or whatever, and no um, they're searching for uh, fuel sources. I'll they're searching for energy. Megatron blowing up ponies. No, essentially they're there and they're like, "We seek the power of friendship to replace our energon supply." As long as that Starscream, I don't care. Uh, well, apparently, apparently the the Decepticons learn about he the loves, power of friendship, and unless he's what we call a brony. No, 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 no,
Uh, but anyway, the, anyway, the um, before too long, Dave, you will get one of those pony fuck toys. You're here. What? Now like, that's uncalled for. Wait a second. Right? What? Stop the podcast. Put that was uncalled for. Most likely, it will be gifted to him. Be realistic. <laughs> oh, since David's not here, can I talk about something? Yeah. Oh, and what's that? Uh, oh man. I made a flashlight joke. Our buddy was. Our buddy just moved to Chicago. Yeah. And I, I we were helping him move and. I, I just asked my him, cousins I was like, were asking about this podcast today. Hold on. I wish they hadn't. Hold on. Uh, why? How old are they? Go ahead and tell me. <laughs> Go ahead and finish your story. Uh, but uh, I just jokingly asked him, I was like, so which box is your flashlight in? And he was like, oh, I threw it away. And I was just doing it as a joke because I didn't actually think he had one. And he, was, he just confirmed everything that he had a flashlight. And then I was like, wait, 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 what? And he was like, yeah, I threw it away. It was just too hard to clean up. I was like, oh. Yeah, he's like, too much prep work because he had to heat it up. And like, yeah, he was like, you had to kind of heat it up in warm water. And... <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, you had to, had to heat it up in, in warm water and use a lot of lube. And I was just like, it's too much work. It's easier to just use my hand. Amen. And that's how you get the power of friendship. <laughs> that and uh, using his apartment and clothing to film a short news. Oh, yeah. That's... Oh, actually, a little bit of uh, other news. They cast uh, the Pink Ranger yeah, for I, the Power I, Rangers reboot. I'm not familiar with the actress, I don't believe. Yeah, me neither. Uh, where's she at? she on here? Uh, da, da, da. Naomi Scott. Yeah, not familiar with her. She's never pretty. Heard she's pretty. Yeah, she's pretty. Yes. Yes, she never is. Heard of her, and it's going to be for... Uh, a big Power Ranger. They're, they're, I, do. I don't know if you... If you I'm sure you remember the Power Rangers. They've been yeah, around for yes. 20-something years. Yes. Uh, they're doing a... They're doing a reboot <laughs> that's directed for all ages. Like it, won't, it won't be a kid's show, per se. So they're going to do a more grown-up version of the Power Rangers. I guess that's what it's always been in Japan. Although, yeah. if you ever have watched the like the ones that we would call MMPR yeah, in Japan, I mean, look at it. like the White oh, Ranger yeah. is a kid, and he's yeah, a super sure. perverted kid. Oh, yeah, his appearance, are. his first appearance, he grabs the uh, the Pink Ranger uh, by the breast and the Yellow Ranger by her butt, and then he escapes via skateboard. Okay. Yeah, All the right. White Ranger is a little a little child rapist <laughs> in the Japanese that. version that they promote. <laughs> Yeah, he, he gets rewarded by the universe by getting Power Rangers powers. So, like, there was no downside to this shitty little kid. <laughs> like, the universe is just on his side. All right, well, we kind of deviated from Doctor Who, so let's get back around to that. Uh, I think it was a very great opening two-parter, a lot of classic callbacks. It was fun. Strongest start to a series that I think I've, I've seen in the modern era. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love so. the Impossible Astronaut two-parter in terms yeah. of like setting a pace, but it was a pace that it couldn't manage because okay. it set up, it tried to tell you what was going to happen for an entire season. Yeah, I'd say the only thing that they're setting up here is like maybe the hybrid or whatever. Talking about a, a merger of, of two alien races that are warriors and the assumption being that it would be the Doctor would play a part in creating Dalek Time Lord hybrids. What if it could be referring to his own family? What if it could be talking about uh, a hybridization of, of humans and and Time Lords? I mean, no. Susan. Susan is not. We know she isn't. She's his granddaughter, and we know that she isn't pure Gallifreyan. That no. she was at least part human. And um, 
who knows? We also have the revelation, uh, whether it's true or not. It's hard to tell because it came out of Michelle Gomez's mouth. But did you catch the fact that she she references a daughter that she has? She uh, when she's getting that. the star metal brooch and mm-hmm. she's it's tough to hear over the sound mix, but she has that brooch and she's piercing the Dalek with mm-hmm. it. Um, Clara asks about where she got it, and she says the doctor gave it to her upon the uh, uh, the occasion of the birth of her daughter. Oh, yeah. And so that was an interesting thing. That was uh, kind of a fun thing. And some people are speculating that that could be Maisie Williams. Of course, Maisie Williams could be anything at this point. Yeah, we have Who no knows? idea. Who but Moffat has said, um, he, he prefaces this, unless I'm lying, because he does that often. Yeah. But he said uh, that Maisie Williams is going to be a new character. Gotcha. Um, one thing I did find eerie was Clara being a Dalek again. Yeah, again, that was weird. No callback, though. They don't make no, any mention. No. Which, you know, that, I think that would have been interesting if her last time on the show would have been back as a Dalek. Also, you know, kind of full circle. Also, yeah. doesn't it make it even more sad? Because the, the premise of Asylum was that she couldn't get out of the casing. But clearly, it's possible to get out of the casing. Well, at that point, she might have already been too far gone. Assimilated. Too assimilated. Yeah. Uh, one thing that does kind of bug me, she was able to say a lot. She was able to emote a lot more in Asylum. Well, she was so insane. The, oh, yeah, she, fair enough. To them, like Mercy, all those, con- other yeah. than Mercy, all those concepts are insanity. Gotcha. But... Everything that's being assimilated with the voice module. Yeah. Everything that's being assimilated with the voice like, I don't know, it just seems weird. It seems like an inconsistency. Let's get beer. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like an inconsistency. I don't Inebriate. Know. Inebriate. Inebriate. Uh, I like it. But, you know, it's also setting up. There's a lot of rumors going on that next year will only be six episodes. That's not a rumor. That's the com- it confirmation. It has, has not been confirmed. Well, there's the, the most of the talk has been um, just trying to remove the primacy of Doctor Who from the programming schedule at BBC One. Yeah. For instance, the have, do you guys know about the spinoff? Yes, yes, there? they are doing another spinoff. That's on BBC Three. Three. So it may not actually even air on television in um, the UK. Yeah. UK? BBC Three is actually being phased out in the UK and is going to be a, uh, a only is only going to be available online. It's going to be oh, the BBC's wow. online channel. Now, what they have already confirmed is that it will see broadcast in the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll get a North American broadcast in the UK and yeah. in uh, and Torchwood Irving, North American originally, originally Canada. Originated on BBC Three, BBC Three as well. Well, yeah, because it's BBC Wales. Yeah. But um, in this case, <laughs> I get why they would do that. Though. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a Welsh it was a fully Welsh production. But in, in this case, it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a return to Coal Hill School. Yeah. Um, we have confirmation that Clara will not be in it. I know, that's unfortunate. And uh, we may, uh, we do have the content information for the uh, creator of the new show, so we might follow up with him. He was interested in talking to us when he published one of the uh, Doctor Who books during the, um, uh, the 50th anniversary year. He published right. one of the, uh, I believe it was the Ninth Doctor, was okay. his book. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if they go to go to six episodes. I think this year is setting up because we're only getting six stories this year. We're yeah. we're getting six stories at forty five minutes of the, re- the reason I bring up the um, uh, the spinoff is because those eight episodes are forty five minutes in length, yeah. and they're going to be airing at the time slot that Doctor Who would have been airing 
last year. Gotcha. So the idea of like the 16 episode season, yeah. the way it was broken up, it's going to be on when do- those eight episodes of Doctor Who would have been on gotcha. in a similar production uh, year. But I, I don't know. I think it's, it's Doctor Who takes the, the Sherlock formula. I, I think it will bring it back to being event television. I don't think it's ever not been event I, I don't know. I think it's getting to that point where uh, as much... I don't know. I, a lot of people don't... I don't know. It's a thing that's going on with all television where it's not becoming a set schedule. No, no one's seeking it out. Even all of it, this, even last season, I wasn't sitting down at my TV at 9 o'clock to watch it like I had them before. It was just a matter of, of scheduling for me not being able to because it was at work, but every night I got home and popped on that DVR as oh, soon as I was same able. here. But I will say, the um, yeah, the overnight figures are, are lower, but BBC America had its highest uh, season open ever. Yeah. Over oh, 2 million yeah, yeah, yeah. views. The same is true with space uh, in Canada. Occasionally, Doctor Who will actually beat out Hockey Night in Canada. What? Yeah. On occasion, Doctor Who actually say beats what? out Hockey, hockey Night. Well, Doctor Who is <laughs> Doctor Who is incredibly popular. No, yeah. wait there, just a darn minute. Are you telling me uh, that uh, this uh, Doctor from uh, across the pond is more popular than uh, Andrew? They want you back on SCTV. Watching uh, <laughs> you know the puck drop, uh, getting uh, your little getting your Tim Hortons on. Yeah, that's messed up. What, what was that on sketch? occasion? I'm not what? saying it does it often. <laughs> what was that old sketch from SCTV with Rick Moranis? Oh yeah, the the, the, the something brothers where they did like the they were the beer guys. Yeah, like, have you not seen their group? films? Oh, yes, oh I got yeah. this beer with a little mouse in it. I tell you, <laughs> I sure would love to have a. I don't remember. Doug and Bill McKenzie. Was that it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Strange Brew. Strange Brew. That's the McKenzie brothers. Yeah. That's right. Are you still maintaining that that's the best adaptation of Hamlet ever produced by Americans or Canadians? Yeah. Uh, We'll put this mouse in the beer, throw him up, and tell him we found it in there. What am I uh, free beer for a year? One of my favorite SCTV skits, uh, Rick Moranis uh, plays Michael McDonald. uh, (laughs) (laughs) They have him punch in songs like. like uh, Christopher Cross, a long way to go. Such a long way to go. And they shows him driving to the studio, punching uh, in. Okay, thanks. And leaves and. Gotcha. He's actually Rick Moranis um, was asked to do a cameo in, in Ghostbusters and turned it down. But the good news is he says that he is not completely retired. Yeah, he's coming Are out of retirement. About the key. The key. The key yeah. master. The key master. master of Gozer. Yeah. Okay, just making sure I'm we're good there. I'm the key master. I'm the key master. I'm the key master. Easy, little puppy. Easy. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, he says he's interested in getting back in the game. Yeah, he's except great. he's going to be really picky. So. Yeah, well, he can't be. Yeah, he can't yeah. be. He, he has every right to be to be picky. If I were him, I would have turned down the Honey, I Shrunk the T, uh, TV series as well. He didn't do the TV series. Yeah, I know he didn't. I wouldn't have done it either. Yeah, he did all three movies. Yeah. And the ride at Disney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't turn uh, down that Disney money. Another bit of news that we completely need space to talk about on here. They, Marvel has announced uh, another shift to their schedule, their release schedule. Last time it was shifted due to the addition of Spider-Man to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This time it's shifting to uh, accommodate an Ant-Man sequel. Entitled Ant-Man and the Wasp. I don't think we need it. 
What? Why? I like it, but I don't think we need it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Oh, wow. Another FanDuel commercial. This is a change of pace. I know. Uh, what was it before? DraftKings? It seems like that's all that's shown on NFL games. FanDuel and DraftKings. They made $2 billion last year. I know. Wow. Uh, and they're getting into esports, which is going to be a killer app. So, uh, so what, you don't want an Ant-Man sequel? I don't think that it's necessary. I think that with like their, I'm sure it'll be of good quality. But like, if you get the chance to tell a new story, I kind of feel like it's in the same slot as the Hulk used to be or Thor. Like after Thor Ragnarok, I don't think we need more Thor movies. We probably won't. We probably won't have more Thor movies. I would say if you're if you're especially as Phase Four is going in, and you're trying to get an entirely new slot of Avengers, because Robert Downey Jr. is going to leave and other people are going to be leaving, I I just would say you should probably use that slot for another original story or Which another new take. Ant Man, Ant Man's the newest, the it's only new. Not, a, not Marvel. Man Thing is canon. Man Thing's part of the universe, yeah. thanks to Agents of Shield. Yeah. Goldie Smolders is on there asking, talking about Senate com- committees. Like, you do not want to be on a Senate committee having to explain what, if can- anything, is a Man Thing. It was canon by uh, Iron Man three. Iron Man three reference to uh, one of the. Uh, uh, you remember the, the chick, the extremist chick that he's fighting in the bar? I guess That's so. Man-Thing's wife. Is it? Yeah. Good job, Gabe. Yeah. I would not know. I've never <laughs> read a Man-Thing comic. Uh, but I'm excited. I'll, I'll take Ant-Man. If, they're, if we're losing all these characters, or actors at least, yeah, why not? I don't want Paul Rudd in the Tony Stark role. No, no, no. I really don't. He's a no. likable person. No. We'll have T'Challa in the Tony Stark role. T'Challa can buy Tony Stark ten Beaver. times over. No. Like, I want him to be as cocky as is humanly no. possible. Because he's just better. And to be fair, <laughs> than all the other people with Peter Parker, screen. another super intelligent guy in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, but super intelligent and broke, and that's always why I've yeah. liked him. Yeah. Uh, Humble. But they've also added three other untitled movies for... For 2020. Okay. So, they're, so they're post... Uh, well, it, you would think it would be the first release dates for Phase 4. Post-Infinity War. Yeah. So, fingers crossed for uh, Fantastic Four, huh? Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. Not while there's an, a lawsuit ongoing for the last film. Yeah, but that's five years down the road. Although, you know what? Maybe they would just go ahead and say, hey, Marvel, cover the legal costs. And, it's yours. And we'll, we'll reverse the deal. We want 15% of the what's, production. What's a, what's a lawsuit regarding? Uh, Josh Trank, among other things. Him talking bad about it. Yeah, he's getting sued for $10 million, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, he's, he's being sued because he trashed the film. He said there used to be a version of this film that was fantastic. Yeah. He's getting sued over that tweet. Because I guess Fox is claiming it breach hurt. of contract. Yeah, breach of contract, and that it hurt profits of the film. I mean, I the thing the is, like, on the film on the screen hurt the film. Yeah. The thing is, like, when you know you have a shit product and you're you're legally supposed to not say you have a shit product. Like, remember uh, Avatar: The Last yeah. Airbender? Yeah, the series creators who did not have anything to do with that piece of shit that yeah. came out on screen. They had a contract that required them to uh, not say bad things about the film that they knew was absolutely horrendous. And so they just refused to comment. 
And that seems to be the strategy that a lot of creators take. What? Movie. She's like 12. <laughs> Nicola Phelps? Call it what you will. Maybe I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how old she was, but she looked 30. She was 30 in my world. <laughs> I just got back to Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, can we get you on every show? That would yeah. be wonderful. That's, Matt's not available all the time. He's a busy man. What were you doing That's just right. now? Oh, oh, I don't know man. what that is. I don't know. Guys, this was fun, guys. I missed it. It was a good time. It was a good time doing it somewhere else, getting a different atmosphere. Getting swifty. Getting swifty. Yeah. yeah. I definitely took my pants off and shit on someone's floor. <laughs> so I can think we can call it swifty. Colts look like they might pull out a victory. Yeah. It's a little early to say yeah. that going into halftime, but Knock on wood. it's pretty solid. Go for another touchdown. Look pretty solid right now. Uh, Cleaner needs to cut his fucking hair. Yeah, he doesn't look good with long hair. Jenner's out Bruce, there. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Jenner's out there. Galen's catching the ball. Have you have you guys watched the new season of South Park? <laughs> yes. Oh. oh my god. Oh, oh man. the new Dolphins coach looks like the PC principal. Oh really? Yeah. PC principal. Uh, uh, no, this past week's was uh, Whole Foods. I haven't watched last night's yet. Well, last week's was a Whole Foods episode where they, they turned the, the shitty side of the neighborhood. They're trying to get uh, the Whole Foods to come in to help South Park's reputation. Uh, reputation. Okay. So they turned the shitty side of town, which is just Kenny's house, in, <laughs> into like like the, the broader floor of Fountain Square. They have to put it into... You go ahead and name it. Yeah. Oh, wow, it does. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, forget, well, I forget what they call it. I forget its name, which was great. And they, they put in a couple breweries, high-end apartments. And this everything. sounds very familiar. Yeah, yeah. And what neighborhood or what city doesn't know that side of town? And then it's like, visit the historic uh, Kenny's home in the middle of downtown something or other. South Park, yeah. There's, there's actually like a, I think it was an article South like a, The Guardian or USA Today a few months ago. Uh, yeah, about yeah, how like yeah. they're trying to do things differently, oh, like with Mark, Mark oh Mark. yeah, because um, that's that's my neighborhood. Yeah, the, uh, it was interesting. Uh oh, you're talking about not not uh, displacing things. For instance, like the big car gallery that they have mm-hmm. is within the neighborhood rather than uh, in uh, residential. Yeah, yeah. You have a good time. Yeah, yeah, right on. Oh yeah, good, good, good. Have a good time. Right on. I think we even won. I'm not yes. really sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think we won. Yes, Pacers fans. It's preseason, so it doesn't actually matter. Oh, my card got full anyway. So, oh, yeah, guys, went to the game. Hey, uh, <laughs> well, we were we were wrapping up anyway. The name of the episode is the the, the, the city part of town. The city part yeah. of town. But yeah. but exactly the like shitty walk. Yeah, shitty walk. Shitty walk. Shitty part of town. Can you get a job at shitty walk? It's pretty entertaining. Oh my yeah, God. you That's have awesome. to check out this past All week's right. South Park. It was great. And, well, that wraps everything up. We're at an hour and a half. I think it's time to call it. We broke some pop news. The Pacers won their preseason game. This is, is, no that, the first, is that the first preseason break? No, it's no, not. Dude, Second they beat, one. Yeah, they beat that Pistons job. Oh, that's Monday. right. That's right. It's it's that's probably, probably the first time we've ever broken news on the show live. No, no. We had stopped and exported 
And that's when the, the Marvel Phase 3 news came. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we, right. and then we were recording. like holding the phone. We thought we were going to have two hours. Not the Phase 3 news. It was the, the Iron Man joining Captain America. I really enjoyed this. I'm very glad we didn't submit for the Indiana Podcasting Awards. <laughs> Amen. Wait, what are you trying to say? That we're shit? Yeah, a little bit. We're, 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 we live in the, the shit, the shit, the shit, 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 I think that the best thing about our podcast is we've inspired better people to podcast. Yeah, we've inspired better podcasts. By setting the bar as low as possible, we have allowed new and wonderful things to flourish. Yeah, well, Gabe brought up a good point. With our, hey. our, our shitty podcast, nice meeting you. We've set the nice we've set the bar. So Matt, thank you. We we we've, we've shown people that the barrier to entry is so low. That it is not impossible for anyone, anyone to get on the podcast train. Yeah. Amen. We even find a much better podcast. Are we saying? Amen. That man is going to win that, an Indiana podcast. Yeah, that, I think he's going to get a podcast that's better than our podcast. That's the man. So let's let's give a shout out to our our uh, regular listeners, Travis Bow and uh, somebody else. Uh, they have they have Twitter accounts, but his was his name and was easier to remember. Uh, hold on, hold uh, on. He'll pull it up uh, with the actual no, names. Hold on, uh, Corey McKinney gave us a shout out on Twitter. Uh, username I uh, think life, but spelled really oddly. Uh, he saw on my Facebook that currently looking for a full-time co-host. And he's like, "Take, and I want your like, job, bitch. Yeah, he kind of did. Give me your job, bitch. So, I mean, if, if we can keep doing this, even if it's not a set schedule, but if we can keep meeting once a week to at some place, I would like to do that. This was a lot of fun. Yep. I've missed this. It was fun. This is kind of epic show. Amen. I'm David West. Chance Hoover. Andrew Crowley. And Gabriel Canada. All right. Real fast. You can find me and Gabe the weekend, the Thanksgiving weekend at Starbase Indy. We'll be doing a... Have we confirmed that? Yes. Oh, good. I have with him. That's great. Yeah, you will be able to find us at Starbase Indy. We will be doing a panel on the future of the DC Cinematic Universe. Which they have one. Isn't that incredible? They do have a future. But... It's going to be a really hard panel because we have one movie and two trailers. It's going to be a hard panel. It'll be a hard panel. At least we can honestly say that we've had the experience of doing two on-set interviews from the DC Universe. Yeah. That's not something many people can say. Or we can just talk about Flash and Arrow the entire time because I would rather do that. Yeah. Ezra Miller wants to uh, have a cameo on The Flash. and I'm all for it. Yeah. Me too. Especially with the parallel world stuff going on. Yeah, so come see us this Thanksgiving at Starbase Indy. I'm sure that we will have at least one episode before then. <laughs> well, two. Well, Being no. optimistic. Oh, yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll try. That's the goal. Yeah, maybe. This this episode will at least come goal. up a week after it's Thanksgiving. No, this, sure. this is going to be next week. I have one with Andrew to post yeah. this week. He just sent me the description because he did an interview in it with the producer of Straight yeah. Out of Compton. Yes, that is fantastic. Fantastic. So, we have content to come up. Well, after they listen to this, that one will already be up. So it's we got two weeks. Why are you still listening to this? Go yeah, listen exactly. to Andrew's episode. It's much better. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna hit stop. Go Colts.
Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. All right, peace out, everyone. Keep listening.